Get ready to embark on a transformative journey with the Audacious Life podcast. I'm your host, Audacious Adri, certified life coach and clinical psychology trainee. Join me as we explore the pathways to elevate your life with abundant mental, physical, and spiritual health. Let's unlock your full potential together. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Audacious Life Podcast, where we unlock your full potential in mental, physical, and spiritual health. Join me, your host, Audacious Adri. I'm a certified life coach and marriage and family therapist trainee on this journey as we dive into living life with abundance and purpose. Yeah, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Send this to all of your friends and make sure if you're on YouTube that you turn on your notifications so you know when I, maybe I'll make a surprise podcast, maybe I'll make some shorts, maybe I'll make some additional content, but it really just depends on if those likes and those subscribes go up. So, hey y'all, so happy to be here. So happy to be here. It's been two weeks since our last podcast. Oh, make sure you follow me on social media at Audacious Adri Show on Instagram and at Audacious Adri on Twitter, aka X. I hate it. I hate it. I'm just not accepting it. Not accepting it. Okay, let's see. I've got everything out of the way. We got like shares. We got the Instagram. We got, oh, we come out with podcasts every other Thursday. Make sure you follow my coaching company at Audacious Life Coaching. I'll put everything in the description box, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on any podcast streaming app. So, all right, well, we do a, a recap. And since our last episode, y'all, this was the whole point of this show today. I have been on a journey. I would say a spiritual journey. So what have I been doing? Um, well, I'll say this. My church started a fast. Well, they recently... This is how like on a different planet I am. They started a fast, like a corporate fast. This, but I thought it was when we came back from the new year. Like usually I'm just used to it. Like most churches do like a corporate fast, like the first or second week of um, January. And they usually go like one week, two weeks, three weeks. Some people lead up to um, the Super Bowl. And like the Super Bowl is like when you break the fast. Um my church did a little a bit differently this year because we are hosting a conference, um, Fearless Conference. You can look it up on Google or Instagram, Fearless Church. Um, and so they wanted to kind of set a tone and atmosphere for conference. And if you don't know, fasting is abstaining from food. And fasting, I hear it a lot, like in inter um, in the health world, like intermittent fasting. And I know that um, different spiritual groups fast. I know that witches and warlocks fast and I know that people in the occult fast and other spiritual people um new age or whomever anybody that believe I mean other religions fast um Hindus fast and so do Muslims when they do Ramadan um it's not like a secret thing um but in the Christian um religion we abstain from food to grow closer with God because our body is a meat suit, it's flesh. And our flesh has like earthly desires like food or um, our body is wired to enjoy sex and our bodies um, can have children and they're hungry and they get angry and they feel pain. But there is our spiritual component of ourselves that Christians believe um, which is the part that never dies, which is completely uh, scientific because energy is neither created nor destroyed. So it's a part of ourself that is forever. It does Our souls never die. And our souls are connected to heaven and to the spiritual realm. And oftentimes um, folks kind of list, uh, I mean, if we don't eat, we'll die, right? After a certain point. But sometimes our spirit gets clogged, if you will, with the problems of this world, with our desires. And sometimes we feed our lusts. And I'm not just talking about like S-E actually. I'm talking about 
just the lust of the eyes, the lust, the, what is it? The lust of the, the eyes, the pride of life. And there's one other thing. My pastor has been talking about this. It's like the lust of the eyes, the, oh my gosh, you, you guys know that I do not like to tell y'all the wrong thing. So I got to look it up. Like the lust of the eyes. Oh my gosh. Lust of, okay. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And one of the things that fasting does is it actually kind of severs this fleshly, like all of the, all of the fleshly things that are not of God. So you have your lust of the flesh. You are literally denying your flesh um, so it's cutting off, you're abstaining, it's cutting off that desire. It doesn't mean that you don't have a desire. It doesn't mean that your desire is bad. It just means that you're not feeding your flesh, um, the less of the eyes. So oftentimes people that struggle with pornography, with the P, um, they often tell people like ministers and, and spiritual people tell them to abstain from that and also fast because you're denying your body, your flesh, your eyes and of the pride of life and the pride of life is essentially just wanting everything and not being grateful for what you have and feeling entitled to what you see and so when you weaken your flesh by abstaining from food you are i would say because we talked about humility you are humbling yourself you are humbling your flesh and you are saying hey I am so hungry and my, my body needs food, but I'm going to rely on God to feed me. And there's a scripture. I don't know the exact, I think it's in Matthew. It's, it's when, um, it's when Jesus was tempted in the garden for 40 days and 40 nights. It's right before he started his ministry and the enemy kind of put him through. I've talked about it before. He, he put him through the ringer. He was tempting him, which with, each thing, the lust of the eyes, everything you see can be yours if you bow down and follow me. The pride of life. Um, if you uh I think it was I think it was like challenging his identity and a lot in his and if God if Jesus was entitled to what he believed was his, um, he would have followed the enemy instead of going through the the journey to receive what God has for him, which ended up resulting in death. And uh oh the lust of the eyes so he was fasting and he was clearly hungry 40 days 40 nights and the enemy said hey if you just turn those two pieces of stone into bread then you know you will be fed and he said um i feed on every word of the of the bible which you know it what is it it's like every 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 feeding on every word of the bible oh my gosh why am i forgetting this scripture is like so famous every word of the bible i have to look it up guys because my cat is trying to escape right now this is amazing um it's like it's like feeding on every word of the bible so every word that god gives us is is, is bread it's the bread of life the word is the bread of life for us so um fasting is incredibly incredible incredibly effective and so I did the fast a little bit earlier in the year and I didn't do it corporately because I thought I didn't know I didn't it was a mistake um I did the fast a couple weeks ago and I will tell you I do it I try to do it as much as I can like this like a, a reset in the beginning of the year and y'all it was incredibly life-changing and it just did a lot for me and I'm really I'm really excited to share with you guys um, what I experienced and what I learned from it. So did the fast, um, did fast, really spent, made sure I spent time with God um, in the word um, and just made sure that I centered God um, instead of centering myself, which is usually I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I'm this, I'm going to do that. And there's nothing wrong with like feeding yourself and taking care of yourself, but there is a, there it's a, it's a, it's a practice of centering God and, and it makes you very sensitive to what God is trying to say. So I, I have so much to share with you guys today. So, okay. So other than that, did that, um, what else have I been up to? I mean, I just kind of been kind of quiet. 
I where I've been working a lot and just growing in my career and it's been really challenging. If you don't already know, I am a master's student, um, second year, getting close to the finish line, y'all. So please keep praying for me. Um, I am also, so I'm in my master's program to be a marriage and family therapist. And if if you are in this industry in mental health, uh, you know, but for those that don't know, like it's, we go through our regular schooling, like, like going to school to be MFT is not like you're getting therapy all day. Like, no, we're learning just like any other program. But one of the things that has really had an impact on me is like learning specifically like family systems, like what a system is, how a family runs successfully, how a family can be toxic, um, how everybody in a family has a role and just learning what, what I guess the, the godfathers, the tastemakers in psychology say, I mean, these, these are, these are scientists, like these are studies. This is all like proven by science. And I, I believe in science. I am very much a, let me see the study on that. Where, where's your, your my, you guys are my cat. Like, stop guys. What do I do? Do I just stop? Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's, I'm going to show you my cat. Let's see. Let's see. Simba. See if you can see Simba. Simba. Okay, Simba doesn't want to be on camera. Wait, let's see if we can show. Let's see. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not budging with that. He's. He said no. I don't. I don't want to be part of this. Okay. So, um, what did I say? Oh yeah. So like learning about what healthy systems look like and learning about techniques and actually trying out those techniques on ourselves and looking at symptoms and being like, oh, that's a mental illness. I just thought they were having a bad day. Like it is a life changing y'all. And it is not for the week going through this program has been incredibly, it's been tough. It's been really tough. And also balancing um, a new job, a new career. Cause I was in beauty for seven years. I've been a beauty and I just now started. I mean, I was in, I, my job before this, I worked um, for a PsyD program. I worked for doctoral level students in psychology and um, that, you know, like that was like more admin, but now I'm like in the field and it's so hard. It's so hard y'all. I work with kids and their families and it is like, it's not only the child that is being treated, it's the family that we're looking at it's the family system that we're trying to navigate through and I'm sorry y'all I'm just gonna let my cat out I'm just gonna let him I'm not gonna let him out because I'm not gonna I am a good mother okay I listen to my kids needs I'm a good cat mama y'all can never say that I'm not a good cat mama okay <laughs> only on the audacious life podcast will we let our 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 furry children out but yeah so it's been really hard so through, I want to talk about, so yeah, that's like pretty much what I've been up to. It's just like working in school. I haven't really had much of a social life. I haven't really been on the internet as much because I normally post like other content in between the podcast. Um, but I really want to talk about this spiritual experience that I've had. And um, first of all, happy, happy Black History Month. I have my favorite shirt on, Malcolm, Harriet, Langston, Maya, and Frederick, I just want to shout them out. These are some of my favorites and some of my inspirations. Um, I'm just grateful. I love Black History Month, and maybe we'll talk about Black History stuff. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll. If you guys, if you guys want to hear like some Black History stuff, or you want to hear like some Black History mental stuff, like mental health in the Black community, or you want to hear some stories about some of my favorite. Um, folks that have achieved stuff in different industries or you want to hear some tea no I'm not gonna we're not gonna do tea here <laughs> you guys want to hear some tea we're not gonna do tea um but if I don't know just let me know in the comments like what kind of things you guys want to hear and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or any kind of podcasting um platforms just hit me up like on any you can hit me up on any um what do you call it you can hit me up on any social media or just come on YouTube and come into the comments. Like, I don't care. Find me. You guys can find me. I'm not hard to be found. Um, so on this beautiful Black History Month, I really, God has really been 
just highlighting, highlighting, highlighting the this thought that we, this phrase that I felt like he was saying in January, like right before January started, I felt like God was saying that this is the year of exposure. And we have discovered that exposure has many different meanings to it. And one of the ways of exposure is being exposed, like PR, like being seen, like being brought into the light, being brought into um, people's line of vision. Another way of exposing is like when the when the things that are hidden come to the surface and it's like whether you want like it or not. And um, another exposure that God has showed me is like exposing you, like exposing you, meaning exposing me. And I'll say I'm going to be very vulnerable right now, vulnerable. Like I said, I've been in school and I've been learning a lot of things about family and I've been learning a lot of things about child, children and um, neuropsych and it is overwhelming. And I think I know that God was exposing some trauma that I either forgot about or I normalized or things that I buried down deep into my psyche and there was a period there if you guys don't already know I struggle with depression and anxiety I was diagnosed in 2019 I think and I've been on medication for it I'm no longer on medication for it right now but I have utilized medication I pretty much have um managed it in a way and I try to keep a lifestyle that um a lifestyle that is really caring and kind to myself not saying that people with depression or anxiety aren't kind to themselves but I've tried to cultivate a lifestyle and a routine that allows me to be resilient and to be um try to keep my stress down right and it's not easy it's not easy especially in a crazy city like LA where there's just incredible stressors I mean we're going through inflation right now I mean the economy's bad there's a war going on like it's like if you struggle with depression and anxiety or any mental mental illness, I just send my love and my light to you. It is not easy to survive in a, in this world, but like add on a mental illness or a learning disability or whatever, or a disadvantage in life. And it's just truly, truly difficult. So I'm with you and I, I have, I struggle myself. And so there were some things that for survival, I had to push, push, push down. Or there were some things that I couldn't question in life, in society. Like what kind of child like questions racism? Like you just kind of, if it's a part of your upbringing, then you're just used to it, right? So the Lord began to reveal to me some things from my childhood, some things from life that were normalized and things that I forgot about. And it has been very painful. And I'm like, God, this wasn't the exposing that you said that, that I thought that we, you, that be, you know, okay. All right. God was exposing these things. And I honestly truly think that God exposed these things so that I can take care of them. I can heal from them. I can bring them to the surface so that they can be healed and I can become fully whole and fully be the person that I need to be. Because think about it. If I turn the lights off right now, you see nothing. It's darkness. Okay. But when I turn those lights on, you see everything. That's why I spend a lot of time doing this makeup and hair, honey, because y'all going to see every pimple. You're going to see every flaw. You're going to see everything. So I try my best to put on makeup to cover up so y'all can't see the real me. You know what I mean? Like the, the, on the naked face me. And that's what I feel like this whole thing with exposure is going to happen when the light shines in you when you're on the summer jam screen honey everything is going to be shown so are you the kind of are you strong enough to handle the exposure both ways good bad and from god which everything from god is good so i just have um five ways to deal with your spiritual awakening um, your path to exposure. And I want to talk about some of those ways today. So yeah, so while I was just in this space with God, fasting and praying, um, when you fast, you just, you quiet your flesh, you just, your flesh 
is like, and it's lovely to take care of yourself. But when you are fasting, you are focusing on God and God is the one that is essentially feeding you and taking care of you. And, um, while I was fasting, it was like this euphoria. It was like, I could hear God's voice clear. I could hear like my inner monologue, my, my inner, because I was, when you like, when you don't give, like when you're not, like I can't even, it's like so hard for me to say, y'all. I wish y'all were like in this with, I know that y'all are in this with me, but everybody may be on a different journey. But it's like when you stop feeding the beast inside, when you stop, what's the word? It's like when you stop giving, like I, it's like, we as people give our trauma, we like bribe our trauma to shut up. Our trauma is inside like, hey, I need to get out. I need to feel, our, and we feel it in our body when they're somatic. That's what um, Bola does. Bola is a somatic therapist. She, they go into the body. That's what she kept talking about, going into the body. Because the body keeps score. The body will tell you whether it's an autoimmune disease, whether it's mental illness, whether it is your health, whether it's your relationships, life and your body, specifically your body will tell you that there's something going on. But we often shush our body. We often quiet and silence. That's the word I was looking for. We silence the, the real us through feeding into and quieting and coping and drugging and whatever we need to do to silence the hurt that's inside of us. So for me, it was the hurt and pain, the trauma coming out and being like, finally, I need, I need to speak. So one way that I, that I managed this over, it was an overwhelming feeling was I spent a lot of time with God, like super easy. Like I spent a lot of time with God, woke up, got that Bible out. Um, or sometimes I would wake up, I would stretch my body, move my body. Um, I would, that's another one, but I would wake up, I would pull out my Bible, Lord, what do you have to say to me today? I would journal, I would write um, what I'm grateful for every morning, even if I was like miserable, because it was miserable for a couple of days. Um, I'd write what I'm grateful for, even if it was like my cat, even if it was like sunshine, even if it was like water. <laughs> I would write what I was thankful for, I would read the Bible, I would pray and just it with God. Um, fasting has so many medical benefits to it. Um, and it also has spiritual benefits. It gives you like a spiritual protection. There is scripture that says that these demon, these demons or these um, harmful spirits only come out through prayer and fasting. So there are some things that can only be remedied through fasting and prayer. Um, fasting it clears your mind I mean there's it clears your mind sometimes you might have a little brain fog because you're detoxing all of the chemicals that we ingest in our food in this country because our food is just disgusting here in this country it's just filled with chemicals and so we're detoxing but at the end a lot of people a lot of people some people that I've spoken to report uh feeling like more level-headed more clear in their thoughts um it's you're you're bringing yourself closer to God. You're you are as Jensen Franklin says. He says defeating King's stomach. This your stomach tends our stomachs tend to decide what we do, where we go, how much money we spend. So you are letting you're dethroning King's stomach, and you're throning God, and you're saying, no, God knows what I need, and He will give it to me. So um, there's so many incredible benefits to fasting. You can you can look that up. Um, reading the Bible. I mean, it's the, it's the bread of life. It's, uh, it's Jesus and God and the triune God's, um, word to us. It's the sword. It's the sword of the spirit. It's, um, they're just speaking the word of God 
is is life changing. Praying the word of God, praying the word of God, knowing the word of God um, over your situation and declaring even when the enemy or even when your ego says you're not going to make it, you're not good enough, you're dumb. What are you doing this for? But you know that the word says that. Hey, I am the child of God. I was formed in my mother's womb. I have a purpose and a plan, and God said that He has good things for me in my future. Like it, you think the word of God to, is the best way number one way to fight the enemy and to fight the voice of your ego and the voice of um, of trauma of of anybody that may spoke negativity into you it's like such it's a remedy for negativity in your life so just reading and memorizing the word is that incredibly incredibly beneficial to me so number one spending time with god um spending a long time with god there was a there was a a really cool opportunity that I had to uh, record and do this really cool thing. And there was a change in the schedule. And I, it was like a big amount of time that I would have had to, um, it was a big chunk of time that I would have had to, it would have taken out of my morning routine. And it, I was kind of like already a bit overwhelmed. And I said, Oh, I'm going to have to cut something because I don't have that much time. And I said, um, it was kind of impeding into my like time with God. And I'm like, I'm like, sorry, I'm not eating right now. I need to spend time with God. And I had to say no. And it was hard, but I was prioritizing God over an opportunity. And, you know, some people might not agree with that, but some of my people may say, I need to like, I need to be a better planner. And that's, that's your opinion. But that was what I needed to do. Honestly, it was what I needed to do to not lose my shit forgive my french but it was what i need to do to not lose it if you know you know right okay so speaking of number two self-care self-care has been very important you know besides eating like i obviously wasn't eating um but after after i was fasting and even during i was making sure to take care of myself i was surely meditating meditation some people think that it's demonic and you know personally i don't um talk about meditation in the bible meditate on the word of god i like to meditate on the word of god i like to do guided meditations and they tell they help me to breathe they say okay breathe in breathe out i did a i did a meditation that was like connected to how i was feeling i was like oh i feel i feel like i'm feeling a little bit of depression coming on and I did a depression meditation. I was like, oh, I'm tired. I did like an energy meditation. There's so many different kinds of meditations. I would say follow your conviction. But for me, meditation is incredibly important. Meditation is scientifically known to reduce stress. Um, it lowers your blood pressure. That is science. And it also helps to manage anxiety and depression. If you have anxiety and depression, meditation is a great way for you to uh, essentially quiet your mind or pay attention to your thoughts and start to get a hold on them. For me, I overthink, I think a lot. So when I'm in meditation, it slows my thoughts down and allows me to stay in the moment. And we'll talk more about staying in the moment. Um, another way that I really amped up my self-care was to make sure that I was moving my body every day, whether doing stretching or yoga which some people think also is demonic i'm not the demonic police here if that's what works for you and you don't have conviction against it do what you need to do running i run um walking and make sure i did a walk if i could um walk around the neighborhood get some sun on my skin um also doing some dance like hearing a song and doing like dancing just making sure that i move my body when you're when you work out when you move your body it releases endorphins such as dopamine and that is the feel-good endorphin. And a lot of we get a lot of that uh, on social media scrolling. And we're finding out. Um, and sorry, I'm a little, I have really bad allergies, y'all. Um, we're finding out that there's parts of social media that are incredibly harmful to our brains because we're getting like a dopamine spike. And it's like, we're like rerouting, we're recircuiting our brain system. So a great way to get that feel good um, chemical is to move your body and it's great for your heart. It's great for your body and for your joints. If you don't have joint problems, um, if you, you know, don't struggle with that. 
but it's always a good idea to move your body. It's good for your mental health as well. So I made sure to move my body, made sure to spend time with God, made sure to, to quiet myself in meditation. And that was incredibly powerful. And I want to say the thing for meditation for me, um, and I stopped meditating for a while. I stopped meditating because I was hearing people say that it's not, it's an honor God and stuff. And I really just had to like, know for myself what worked and for me it works because I was able to pay attention to my breathing oh my breathing is this way when I'm laying down or my breathing my breathing is this way when I think about this thing it was it was a way for me to just pay attention to how I respond and I was able more to, when I was in situations with clients or at the grocery store or just in a moment where I was watching something on on YouTube or on social media. And I was like, ooh, how is this making me feel? It made me be more aware of my feelings and my emotions. And that way, if I'm more aware of them, I can control them better. Because what's what's worse than being led by your emotions? That's not a wise thing to do because your emotions are fleeting. They change. So and when I when I meditate more, I'm able to be more in tune with my body and with my thoughts. And I'm able to get a better take on how certain people make me feel, how certain situations make me feel. Because I know when I'm meditating that I'm at like the highest point of peace, right? And I'm, I'm checking for myself. I'm like, I'm not feeling peaceful right now. What is it? Do I need to adjust myself? Is it my thinking? Is it the environment that I'm in? Is it my mind? And so for me, meditation allows me to kind of have a better handle on how I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. And it makes me more aware of that. So um, my next one is therapy. Okay. Number, th number three, go to therapy, go to therapy. I had to go to my therapist and I had to say, listen, I don't need you to talk. I just need you to listen because I got something that I need to download because God was downloading on me and I had to just let her know we are going through this. And she actually told me, I'm going to share this with you guys. It's very vulnerable, but very like it's very transparent. But I was like, I think I might be going kind of in a depression. And she was like, okay, that could be it. She's like, you are very aware of the symptoms of depression. You know, you're a clinician, like you're in this field, you know what the symptoms are. And she was like, I, I want to, I kind of want to, she's like, from my angle clinically, she's like, I think that you might be grieving. And I'm like, say more. <laughs> she's like you like from what I know you have been telling me xyz about your life and you have new information now and you are now grieving the old information the old way of thinking you are letting that go and I've talked about grief I think I did an entire episode on grief there's like seven stages of grief and one of the stages is depression and it's like right before you come to acceptance so I could have just been in a period of grieving what God showed me was healthy and I compared it to what I experienced, which wasn't healthy. And now I'm just accepting that information. So the the jury's out of what's happening over here, but I really, I started to do a little bit of, I really started to sit with the thought that I couldn't be grieving. And I honestly, I believe that's where I am in this spiritual awakening and that's how I kind of knew it was a spiritual awakening because I started to compare and contrast where I was a couple of years ago and what, how I felt and the actions and the things that I did and what happened around that time and I'm like oh yeah I'm in a spiritual I'm in a spiritual awakening so I had to like really pump the brakes here so it, it really opened my eyes and she was like you're in a period of grief and I'm like oh I grieved a part of me when I crossed over into California and I accepted this as my life I mean I've been accepting it for <laughs> for three years now but it it was a, a complete like it was a light bulb it was like oh aha I may be grieving so when I found out when I discovered that I may be grieving I had to really focus on um okay although we so this was after I was fasting I was like okay what does my body need what does my body need up the up the self-care also hydrated just a quick a quick thing hydrating water is so 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 important um water brings nutrients to your cells it gets rid of waste and it also protects your joints and your organs so if you are fasting you need to be moving out the toxins of your body so water is fabulous for that um also disclaimer 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 i am not a medical doctor i am these are just suggestions 
and this is also for entertainment so don't sue me okay so this is all suggestions i am not a doctor okay so this i found this information also from um university of california at davis so they uh, did a wonderful um, article about how water is incredibly, I mean, we all know this, that water is incredibly beneficial to our bodies, but I just thought that it was really interesting to tell you exactly the benefits of water. And um, there was a 2018, I believe, Iranian study that um, did an association between plain water and plain water intake and depression and the results of the study was that there was a correlation between um between how much water the, the participants drank and the um the, the level of depression so the more water they drank the lower their depression levels was and they were was measured through a depression um scale like there's depression tests that you would take like an intake um so yeah so that's that so i mean i don't gotta tell you why it's important to drink water we obviously know that um also so i said go to therapy how many is that so we said spend time with god self-care stay hydrated go to therapy oh i have one more but before i say the one more i didn't even talk about prayer that was number one prayer prayer is pr talking to god and some people have them some religions have memorized prayers some have um you know, there are own ways of doing things in Christianity. We kind of just talk to God in our regular talk. And for me personally, I like to pray scripture back. Like there's scripture that says like God's word will not return void, but it will do exactly what he wants it to do. So I'm going to pray his word because his word is his will. His word is always going to trump anything. So I personally like to memorize or write down scriptures and I pray them back to God. And by law, because there's spiritual laws here, the, the it's the kingdom of God. It's a government, um, and that kingdom of God. That's a whole. I, if I'm talking in a different language, look at you can look it up. I would suggest Miles Monroe. He does really really great teachings on the kingdom. Or you can just you know Google it or YouTube it or TikTok it. And um, Jesus does his sermon on the mount in uh, the in the Gospels. I would suggest Matthew. He talks about it. Just look up the attitudes, and he talks about what the kingdom of God looks like in a very very. Um, it's like very, it's like simple language, but it's also like Jesus would talk in like these codes and stuff. But it's basically it's the government that G, that God is the is the that God runs that he's the he's the basically the president over it. And Jesus is like the vice president, and the Holy Spirit is like the vice vice president, and they all work together. And that's where Christians are from. That's where our bodies are from. And that's a whole nother episode maybe i'll do a teaching on the kingdom and we'll talk about the kingdom we'll talk about some things that i've been uh experiencing and uh learning and understanding about the kingdom of god and it's been so much fun so maybe i'll do that for the next one um but yeah prayer prayer is just speaking to god it's it's your late it's your relationship with god it's not only going to God and asking for stuff, but it's thanking God. It's um, thanking God. It's telling God how great he is. It's praying for other people. It's praying for your neighborhood. It's praying for your enemies. And it's incredibly powerful. And I wanted to tell you, like recently as I've been like growing in my, as a researcher, I've done, I done research um, and it's absolutely something that I really love so you know nerdy me just goes like looks up research and like I'm like okay let's get the facts on that let's get the number let's run the numbers on that and I recently heard that there there was studies there have been studies on our prayer and the effectiveness of prayer and I saw two studies that I thought were really really cool first study okay this was done in 2006 so it's a bit it's a bit it's not as newer to us not as relevant because it's a little bit older so, you know, but I thought it was really cool. And I also want to say this: it was done on animals and I don't condone animal testing, but this one I think was very um, low impact. I think it was probably the most, it, the, the most humane study that I've seen on animals because like there was no placebo, there was no, nothing given to the animals. So they just measured by doing tests on them. And these tests were um, less, they were very not invasive at all. So I want to say that. Uh, there was a study done in 2006 with the intercessory prayers 
on wound healing and 22 primates. And they realized and they, they experienced and the results that the prayer groups had greater reduction in, a wound, in their wound size. And these were just two groups. There were, there was, um, they were there. I believe there was like a control group and their control group and a placebo. There was no placebo given. So they just, because they're animals. So they don't have consciousness. They don't have minds. They can't pretend they measured. They just want group. Oh, the control group was the one that was prayed for the prayed for group. And then the non prayed for group. And they noticed that there was um, a difference in the groups that had intercessory prayer. So I thought that was so cool. I love that it was used on animals because animals can't lie, right? They can't think their way through this because your mind definitely has an impact on how you heal and how you experience the world. And they they don't have consciousness. They don't have emotions. Well, they have emotions, but they don't have um, a complex mind. So, it, or they don't have like a conscience. So I thought that was really cool. And then there was a study done um. Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember the year, but it was a study done in China. If I'm not mistaken. It was done in Asia. It was a randomized triple blind study where women who had been um, infertile and they were on, um, what is that? They were on in vitro um, where, and there were, there were two, the control group was two sets. There was two sets of women, both on in vitro struggling with infertility. Um, one group was experienced prayer and then one group didn't and they realized that the woman who had been prayed for had nearly two times as high a pregnancy rate versus those who hadn't been prayed for those are just two studies that i've seen but i've seen in in my own life what god can do when you pray so just a prayer has been incredibly helpful for me during this spiritual awakening it's been my number one to go to and I pray I don't pray like dear heavenly father we come to you I don't pray like that I'm like God there there was a part where I was like dad 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 yeah I pray I'm like God this is not it can you help me do you know what to do I even was on the phone with somebody recently and I was like should I give them advice like what about what should I do God God and the Holy Spirit was like deep and I I, I was quiet and two times I asked the Holy Spirit. One time I didn't say anything and I just, I didn't give them advice, but I asked them a question and they figured it out themselves. I didn't have to give them advice, right? They just, the Holy Spirit empowered me to empower them. And then there was another time where I'm like, should I say something? And then they said it. They're like, actually, this is what it is. And I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, you got it. Like it's learning how to rely on the Holy Spirit is praying in the moment being like should I share this with my like I do it while I'm on the show I'm like should I share this with my listeners and my viewers and the Holy Spirit will be like no or the Holy Spirit will be like yeah so sometimes when I'm like <laughs> like when I'm like when the wheels are turning in my head it's me praying and asking the Holy Spirit to lead me through this through this um this show so definitely use the gift of communication with God before in the, in the bible times so you had to go to a building and go to a priest and the priest would talk to god and you were separated uh with a veil and with jesus like so you couldn't really you had to go to somebody else that had closest to jesus there was a middleman but now because of jesus and some some other christians actually don't believe in this but that that's their business but we believe i believe as a christian uh that loves Jesus I believe that the veil was torn when Jesus was taken to the cross and he died and he came alive and that veil was torn and now I have free access to Jesus or to God I could talk to God whatever I want I talk to him about anything there's nothing off the limits and his and his word says that he will he will answer my prayers seek him and I'll find him that's what it says it says my prayers can move mountains so I want to encourage you all to spend your time, spend time with God and, and come to him like you would come to your dad or your caregiver in your life and just pray and he will give you the answers. And lastly, um, I just, for me, it was important to ground myself to, it would, like, like, what is ground yourself? Is that new age? Is that yoga speak? Grounding yourself to be just be staying present, being mindful, right? And 
what that means to me is I personally think like we are stuck in between the future and the past. I believe we were born like this is like how the kingdom talks stuff. Like y'all want me to get like nerdy about this? We could get nerdy, but I'll say this: I was been fifty, fifty, been what forty minutes. I wanted to keep this short, but what I believe is that we come through the spiritual realm and through our parent, through our mothers, and God has given us a purpose. God has given us everything that we need. Like women, us women are born with all of the eggs that we'll ever need to create another person, right? And I believe that God does that with us. He gives us men and women, gives us every single thing that we need to be who we are called to be, we're, to be who God designed us to be. Like there, I believe that everybody on earth has a reason to live and God gives you that reason. Now, what, what is that reason? It varies for everybody. Does everybody, like when people ask me, because I also, I'm a purpose coach. I help people find their purpose. And my clients are like, well, okay, am I supposed to be a singer? Am I supposed to be a dancer? Am I supposed to be a influencer? I'm like, that's not how purpose works. Purpose is a vibe. It's what you bring to the room that's different from somebody else. It's your it's your energy. It's your essence. It's your soul. And it's just learning. Like purpose coaching is showing people how to quiet every single other influence besides God. And be that person that be that essential authentic audacious energy and that's what it is so I believe that we're born with everything inside of us to be who God calls us to be it's like okay let's talk about let's just say like Michael Jackson Michael Jackson was a entertainer but that was his calling that was his job what Michael Jackson did and you know I, this controversial figure, right? But let's just let's just talk about what we know, what we have experienced, and what we have experienced is that Michael Jackson brought joy. He brought joy. He brought entertainment. He brought awe and wonder to us. His purpose wasn't to me wasn't being an entertainer. His being an entertainer was his job. He was trained to be an entertainer. He had natural talent. But what made, what made Michael Jackson the best is because he practiced and he was trained since he was a little baby. So, of course, if you're trained in something from birth, you're going to be great at it. What Michael Jackson did that was his purpose was being a star. His, he had star energy. He had, it was something about him. It was his essence. And he found a job that highlighted that, that paid him a lot of money to be who he is. And it's just, it's really just about finding who you are that that person that's trapped on the inside of you but how can you find that person that's trapped on the inside of you if you're worrying about the future or you're trying to go backwards because i said i i truly believe that like our souls like are hungry for our home which is heaven which is the spiritual realm and it says that in the scriptures that entire creation is is groaning to get back to where they're supposed to be which is heaven it says that like mankind is like please let the world end like if if because you know how like you pluck a flower you pluck a petal off a flower and the flower dies like that is painful to the flower our flowers are sentient beings yes right veganism isn't real <laughs> i've been in so many of those conversations but like at the end of the day like if you look at it from a spiritual way that flower is not supposed to decay. They're not made to decay and die. The decay is at D-E-A-T-H came from sin. It came from sin. We're not supposed to, we were made to just flourish and just be naked in, in heaven with Jesus. And all of creation was supposed to be like that. But sin equals death. And sin brought, oh, I said the word, sin brought D-E-A-T-H into the world. And we're all, like more that's why life sucks because of sin so i'm not i'm not a judge i'm nobody's judge or i'm nobody's jury i'm just this is what i believe for my spirituality and so i feel like there is a part of us that's like i want to go back to being a spiritual i want to go back to be what is it called dude in the movie soul the freaking movie soul i saw it i saw a few years back my client was watching it at my when i was at my client's house and doing a session and I was like oh my gosh I love this movie and there was a really important 
life-changing, amazing quote. And I want to read it to you guys, but I'll say this before I end the show today. There's a part of us that wants to be like number 22. Like we want to be floating around in, in the cosmos or wherever we're from the spiritual realm. And then there's a part of us that's like, I need to get, I need to become who I've been called to be. I There's a part of us and our hearts that needs to experience our purpose on this earth. It's like, it's like this hunger. It's like a, it's a, it's a earthly hunger or even a spiritual hunger that we need to experience. But society shows us that we're not good enough. Society shows us that, you know, you need to do this. This will make you happy. Having more things will make you happy. Not just simply being, not just simply appreciating the little things in life. That's what grounding yourself is. It's appreciating every day, waking up, saying, hey, God, I, I, this is not it, but I am grateful for what I had. And that's what I had to do every morning when I did not want to get out of bed. I did not want to get out of bed because I said, God, what am I doing here? What am I doing? Why do you have me in LA? I'm done. I'm done with this. I literally was like just about to give up and just say, God, I'm going to move. I'm done. I can't handle this. And God had to show me something. And because and I'm like, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for my purpose. I'm here for my purpose. And God had to bring this movie to me. And I'll read this. And I'll be done. I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to the older fish and says, I'm trying to find this thing they call the ocean. The ocean, says the older fish. That's what you're in right now. This, says the young fish. This is water. What I want is the ocean. And I'll leave this with you guys today. Sometimes in our quest for greatness, in our quest for significance, we want to go viral. We want to be somebody. We want to be seen and heard. We miss out on what is in front of us. We miss out on what God is doing in the moment in real time and I just want to say as a person that just like left four or five weeks of bliss in my old world and I have to go back to hanging out with my friends I have to go back to church I haven't been at church I have to go back to like the internet and putting out uh, content and trying to build my my community of people for the audacious life podcast and build and find clients and attract clients for audacious life coaching and attract people in my entertainment career um at the end of the day it's always a blessing just to be a soul that gets to experience humanity there's certain things that all we have pets here you know i have a cat and there are certain things, blessings that I can experience that my cat doesn't get to experience. And there are certain things that I get to experience that somebody in Romania doesn't get to experience. And there's some things that I get to experience here in LA that people on the other side of town can't experience. And there's some things that somebody gets to experience here in LA that I don't get to experience. And the whole gist of that is um, God is good and God is gracious and God created humanity for his purposes for his things for great things that he has for us and sometimes we miss out on the privilege of just existing because the world is telling us something else so I just want to encourage you all if you're on a spiritual journey right now if you are just trying to figure things out with life with all of life's issues specifically at this moment as a millennial or a gen z or a gen alpha i know i have some gen alpha um, people in this community or even um, a gen x um i just want to say that it's a privilege to to be experiencing life as a spiritual being through a human body and there's certain things that we get to do with our consciousness um, that can change and heal the world and you don't have to go to get a master's degree or a doctorate or become the best ever when with Grammy night with eight Grammys. We don't need that to do it. We can just live our lives 
and our purpose is revealed in how we live our lives. So I'm so grateful that you came to the Audacious Life podcast today. And if you need more information, if you want someone to walk this journey with you to purpose, you can give me give me a, a DM. You can send me a message. I'll put all the information in all of the description boxes. Um, I'm here to walk this path with you. If you're on that spiritual journey right now, I would love to be there for you. And I would like to pray for you. Jesus, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for uh, giving me the strength and the focus to talk to people today with in full sentences, Lord. Thank you. Um, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for just this platform. I'm thankful for all of my listeners and viewers. I'm so grateful for them and I pray that you bless them. Lord, I pray that anybody that is going through a spiritual awakening or just even a spiritual darkness, like a dark night of the soul, but I pray that you give them the hope and I pray that you remind them that they have a hope and a future and that you are going to give them a, a, an, an unexpected end. You're going to give them a, a beautiful life. Lord, I thank you that you have called us for good and not for evil, that you have plans to give us a hope and a future. Lord, I just pray that anybody that is struggling with depression or anxiety, Lord, that you heal them, Lord, that you heal them starting in their neurotransmitters. Lord, I pray that you will heal their frontal cortex, Lord, and anything that may not have been developed in childhood. Lord, I just pray that you will provide them with these experiences, Lord, so that they can develop new neurons in their mind, Lord, so that they can, that they can dispel the lies that their brain believes as truth, as their reality, or the lies. I I rebuke the lies of the enemy, Lord, and I pray that you were that you replace the lies of the enemy with the word of truth. Lord, I just pray that uh, this podcast, this, uh, this YouTube video reaches every single human that needs to hear it. Lord, and I pray that it blesses them. I pray that you get the glory and all the honor. And I just pray that there is a spirit of healing that goes out from my voice. Lord, I just pray for an anointed healing message right now that heal people when they hear it and I pray that it changes the way that they think Lord thank you that your word says that call those um call the what is it says um the tired and you will give them rest I pray that those that are struggling or those that need rest or that you will give them rest and I just thank you Lord I pray that everyone has if they so I highlight to them what they need to increase in their life, Lord, and I pray that you will highlight resources for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching the Audacious Life podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and turn your notifications on. And don't forget to follow on social media at Audacious, Audacious Adri Show, at Audacious Life Coaching, both on Instagram and Audacious Adri on Twitter, aka for T for mess, but all the inspirational stuff is going to be on Instagram. I'm so grateful for you guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Jesus, thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for um, giving me the strength and the focus to talk to people today with in full sentences, Lord. Thank you. Um, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for just this platform. And I'm thankful for all of my listeners and viewers. I'm so grateful for them and I pray that you bless them. Lord, I pray that anybody that is going through a spiritual awakening or just even a spiritual darkness, like a dark night of the soul, but I pray that you give them the hope and I pray that you remind them that they have a hope and a future and that you are going to give them a, a an, an unexpected end. You're going to give them um, a beautiful life. Lord, I thank you that you have called us for good and not for evil, that you have plans to give us a hope and a future. Lord, I just pray that anybody that is struggling with depression or anxiety, 
Lord, that you heal them. Lord, that you heal them starting in their neurotransmitters. Lord, I pray that you will heal their frontal cortex, Lord, and anything that may not have been developed in childhood. Lord, I just pray that you will provide them with these experiences, Lord, so that they can develop new neurons in their mind, Lord, so that they can, that they can dispel the lies that their brain believes as truth, as their reality, or the lies. I, I just repeat the lies of the enemy, Lord, and I pray that you, re- that you replace the lies of the enemy with the word of truth, Lord. I just pray that uh, this podcast, this, uh, this YouTube video reaches every single human that needs to hear it, Lord, and I pray that it blesses them. I pray that you get the glory and all the honor, and I just pray that there is a spirit of healing that goes out from my voice. Lord, I just pray for an anointed healing message right now that heals people when they hear it, and I pray that it changes the way that they think. Lord, thank you that your word says that call those, um, call the, what does it says? Um, the tired, and you will give them rest. So I pray that those that are struggling, or those that need rest, or that you will give them rest. And I just thank you, Lord. I pray that everyone has, that they, so I highlight to them what they need to increase in their life, Lord. And I pray that you will highlight resources for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching the Audacious Life podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and turn your notifications on and don't forget to follow on social media at audacious audacious adri show at audacious life coaching both on instagram and audacious adri on twitter aka for for tea for mess but all the inspirational stuff is gonna be on instagram i'm so grateful for you guys and i'll see you soon bye